Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here with our man, Achilles Rain, to break down the Week 16 NFL previews and picks. But first, we're going to get into the PSG firing of Thomas Tuchel. I'm kidding. Relax. <laughs> we aren't springing any randos on you in this episode. <laughs> yeah, after last week, yeah, you caught me off guard. Couldn't remember anybody's name. Oh, uh, that one would have been even better as you try to fumble your way through <laughs> random uh, soccer football coaches hiring and firing. <laughs> I don't even know what league I was going to search for. That's, oh gosh. PSG, Paris. Oh, see, and here I am thinking you're talking about a team. That goes to show you how much soccer I know. It is a team, Paris Saint Germain. Oh, there you go. There you go. That French that shows, League. That shows my full extent knowledge of uh, all things soccer. You're angering all our foreign audience now. Uh, no, I love soccer. I love. It. Sorry, everyone. All right, back to the uh, a point at hand. Week 16 NFL season on deck. All right. We're going to get into our mutuals, but first, let's go over last week's mutuals. Guess what? Three and two again. We're all right. I'll take it for the mutuals because individually, eh, it was a bad week. Yes, it was. But mutuals, we were okay. And I think that's pretty impressive considering I don't think we liked any of these games in the mutuals. So, uh, all right. The Bears, plus three and a half versus the Vikings, winner. The Eagles, plus six and a half. Cardinals, loser. Thanks for missing extra points. Oh, gosh. For some reason, we took the Bucks minus four and a half. I don't recall that, but uh, I must have been half uh, asleep or drunk. I don't know, but it turned out to be a loss. <laughs> Are you sure we took it? Uh, it's written down in the note chart, so uh, oh, I'm assuming we took it. I was going to say, find a winner, just say we took that one. <laughs> we did take the Colts minus six and a half, which was a winner, thank goodness, to a nice little poppy uh, fumble there at the end, but uh, good win. And then we took the Browns minus four and a half versus the Giants. I don't remember that one either. So uh, that, I think that might have been one of your picks. We must have been desperately grabbing for anything that looked like it possibly could be a win. Yeah. You know, like we said during that show and like we've said, you know, since during the recap show, there wasn't many games that I really liked. And I opened myself to, um, you know, a lot of football talk around the water cooler or the watering hole, as they say. And, um, I think I let people get into my head and I was very, very uh, aggressive and uh, came back to get me. But I think, I think I'm back to normal this week. Yeah. All right. Three and two, that puts us at 42 and 33 overall. So pretty good on our mutuals. All right. We'll get into this week and uh, I think I'm just going to hand it to you. You give me your best five picks and uh, I'll park it in the bus here because uh, literally I went through these games and I liked nothing. (laughs) You know, as the season gets later and later, we both know this, that um, they're really going to start to to blow these lines up to the point where it's almost unbettable. But 
you know, unfortunately our job is to make picks. So we're going to have to come up with five and we're going to have to do it together uh, because you are the host and I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to serve alongside you. Uh, so I'll help you pick five, but we're definitely doing this together. Well, the problem is they bloat these lines up, but these teams that have the bloated lines, you know, I'm an underdog taker, but you don't know their motivation to even play in these games. So you're scared. You know, this is going to be something where after the first quarter, the games blow out and you're like, well, why did I bet on that? That was stupid. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely the potential for a lot of those games this week. Um, So it's a little concerning, but like I said, we have to make these picks. We have to get five picks. I, I don't know how we're going to get there, but we'll get there. We did it last week, and it was okay. So I'm assuming we'll pop back next Thursday and be like, can you believe we took that one? <laughs> <laughs> we somehow took this team. Uh, it turned out to be a winner, but I don't remember picking them. That's correct. All right. So speaking of a underdog I don't trust and a spread that is too bloated, Christmas Day. Minnesota Vikings at the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints minus six and a half. They looked, I'd say, poorly. Uh, Michael Thomas put on the injury list until the playoffs, which uh, sort of perked my ears up that the Saints are sort of, they've clinched their playoff spot and they're just ready to be healthy and make their playoff run. So this six and a half point spread, very large, but... uh, the Vikings season ended last week, so I don't know what to make of this game. You you give me your insight and analysis on how this is going to break down. It's really hard to break this one down just because there are some components that are missing. Um, obviously, like you said, uh, Thomas is out for the remainder of the regular season. Um, he Not that he couldn't play. He probably could play if they really needed him to, but – at this point, they're looking towards the playoffs. Uh, they're probably not going to get that number one seed, so it seems like they're just at this point trying to pack it in a little bit. I still think that Drew Brees uh, will come out and play uh, because he's got to get back in rhythm with his team after missing so many weeks. Can they beat the Vikings even without uh, without their star wide receiver? I, I think they can. Uh, at six and a half, I feel a little bit more confident at six and a half than I do at what it currently sits, which is seven. But to me, this is this is more on, on the maybe column. Um, I trust Dubreeze to try and, you know, put together a win just, you know, for some momentum going into the playoffs. I just don't know how much they're actually going to play him, especially if he's still kind of banged up. Yeah. Uh, I was going to pose a question. Uh, I think I'd feel more confident if Taysom Hill was the quarterback in this game just because I know he's healthy and ready to go. I watched Breeze last week. He looked rusty. He didn't look all that healthy. I mean, he, he found his way, but uh, I think I'd be more confident than the Saints if a healthy Taysom Hill was back there. I mean, I wouldn't think Taysom Hill could win playoff games, but uh, in this regular season where I feel like Breeze is just trying to find his rhythm and get healthy and not really caring about the result so much, it that six and a half just makes me really nervous. I'll tell you why I'm kind of comfortable with that six and a half because uh, what is Minnesota uh, with their offense? What does it revolve around the run game? Run. Right. Yes. And and they're only successful when they implement the run and then, you know, use the run to get to the play action and get those little, you know, dump offs and then maybe something deep, but they revolve around the run. 
the, the Saints currently sit, I believe, fourth overall in run defense. Uh, so they don't they don't allow a lot of uh, rushing yards. Now they did get kind of gashed over the last couple of weeks, but part of that I think had to do with the fact that the team just they had been playing so well uh, they were due for a bad game. Um, going up against Minnesota, which is an okay team, I'm not going to say they're bad, and I'm not going to say they're good. They're an okay team. They can beat just about anybody on any given day, uh, especially when you got Dalvin Cook, but. With the fourth rank, uh, fourth ranked run defense, I think that it gives them a good shot at winning this game. Uh, at six and a half, like I said, I feel more comfortable than I do at seven, which is what it currently sits. So, uh, to me, this is a maybe. Yeah, uh, they're number two on Football Outsiders overall rush defense. Uh, number two overall in overall defense as well. So, yeah, looking at that, I can see where you're coming from here. Uh, you Saints stopped Alvin Cook. Uh, put this uh, Minnesota defense in stall, and uh, they'll be able to manufacture enough points, uh, healthy or unhealthy, Drew Brees or not, uh, Thomas or no Thomas. They'll find ways to score points. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, click this uh, Saints minus six and a half in the maybe column because we might need it uh, going down the stretch. I guarantee you uh, we'll probably need it for this next game. Uh, Tampa Bay minus the eight and a half versus Detroit. Uh, Detroit has no coaching staff. Now, um, I don't know if that's an upgrade or a downgrade. That's probably open to interpretation, uh, whether there are coaches there or not. Um, but uh, eight and a half for this Tampa team who seems to play in very spurty uh, segments of the game. Uh, I don't like, but uh, what is your breakdown on this one? At eight and a half, you said, is this what the line's at? Yes, eight and a half is the opener on this one. Yeah, and I mean, it's moved a little bit. It's at nine and a half now. Either way, I don't feel comfortable with either one. Uh, I don't trust either team, even though I think Tampa Bay's got a solid team with some big names. They just don't seem to mesh pretty well together until they get something going. Uh, you saw it in their last game. They came out really flat, and Atlanta really took a big lead going in, you know, into the first half. And it almost seemed like that game was over from the get-go. Now they managed to make a comeback. You know, they um, – they had a, a, some really uh, key plays on def- on defense, um, and that's really what turned everything around for them. Now, the Detroit Lions are not the Falcons. They're just, probably just as bad, but I think that they have less weapons right now, and like you said, the coaching situation is also, um, you know, a little concerning there. So, I mean, what I – you'd have to sell me on taking Tampa Bay because I think that the spread is just too big. Yeah, uh, I can't make a case for taking Detroit. Uh, I really like this number, but uh, I, I think they're, they're just season right now is totally in uh, a mess. Uh, no coaching staff really this week. I think the wide receiver coach is the guy taking over, which uh, is literally, if you want to go on totem poles of coaches on the sideline, the wide receiver coach has to be pretty far down that uh, totem pole of uh, coaching. Uh, but I just can't make myself take this Tampa Bay team. Uh, I guess we took them last week in our mutuals, and you saw it. We got burned by it because they didn't play for a whole half. Really, they didn't play for, you know, two-thirds of the game, and then they let Atlanta do Atlanta things, and uh, they hit some big plays. But um, I just don't know what we're getting out of Detroit. I didn't like what I saw saw from them last week uh, versus Tennessee, though they Technically, we're in that game if they don't fumble that stupid uh, ball right on the goal line. 
but uh, that's the sort of things uh, Detroit does to uh, make you uh, insane about them. But uh, eight and a half just seemed too much for a very inconsistent uh, Tampa Bay team. Yeah, so for me, if, you know, just because I know that we're going to be short on games, for me, if, if anything, this falls on the very, very, very back end of a maybe game. Yeah. Uh, I'm really curious about your next one here because uh, I just didn't have a way to handicap it. Uh, C.J. Beathard, I believe, is going to play quarterback uh, for the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Three and a half. The line looks really short, um, but uh, I don't know. I still like this Niners team. They find ways to generate offense. The defense is atrocious, but uh, I don't love this Arizona team, and these division games uh, make me really nervous. But uh, I'm guessing you could probably talk me into Arizona if you were feeling it. You know, I wish I could, honestly, um, because I, I would like to have some sort of at least a gut feeling about who's going to win this game. I, I really can't tell you. You know, divisional games are tough to begin with, and uh, with these two teams, they play each other really tough. Now, Arizona has a lot more to play for than San Francisco does. With that being said, San Francisco, to me, has been a plug-and-play type of team all season long. Yeah, they've played matter. hard all year, and – They've yeah. just been decimated. Yeah, it doesn't really matter who they're playing against or who they're playing with, who's on the roster, who's not on the roster. They seem to produce and they seem to put up numbers regardless. Now, they're obviously not always going to win because you're not going to have your best players out there. Uh, but this being a division opponent, I could see it being tight. I, I just don't know which way to lean. So uh, I, for me, this is probably a pass, even though this is probably one of the better games to pick. For me, it's a pass because I just don't know which way to handicap this. Yeah. Uh, if you were asking me, uh, I'd probably actually lean a little more to the Niners here in that plus three and a half. Uh, I don't know why. I probably had a fascination with the Niners all year long just because I do think they play hard in their offensive scheme despite it being decimated with injuries, still racks up yards. You've seen it the last uh, handful of weeks. Uh, Nick Mullins back there, now C.J. Beathard. Uh, if he gets hurt, we might get a little Josh Rosen sighting. UCLA pride. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'll just say this really quick. You are kind of on the Niners side. I'm actually on the other side. Uh, now my brother's going to hate me for this, being a big Niner fan, but – I just feel like Arizona's got a lot more of their pieces in place right now. And at, was it three and a half? Yes, it's three and a half. At, at three and a half, I feel a little bit more comfortable with Arizona. Um, but that hook still kind of gets me being a divisional game. I could definitely see this being a field goal game. So that, that hook really scares me. And with all that being said, the line currently sits at minus five right now for Arizona. Wow, a lot of people going on that Arizona heavy. Yeah, so, I, you know, it almost kind of – Makes me want to take the Niners uh, just because they're getting those extra two, uh, one and a half points. But realistically, it's still with a, you know, a two field goal game. So I don't know how to handicap this. Uh, I think that you'd have to sell me on either side, but I could be swayed either way, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think I could uh, sell you on the Niners other than I think it'd be fun to come back next week and be like, we took the Niners plus three and a half. They lost 45 to nothing. <laughs> it could, listen, as bad as, okay, Mullins isn't great, you know, but he's been playing okay. He's had a, he's had a few hiccups here and there last week. Wasn't one of his best performances, uh, and it showed. I don't think Beathard is much better. 
I'll just say uh, that. I don't think any of them are. I think they're all about the same. I, I would prefer to see some Josh Rosen action. I, I, I'm still a Josh Rosen believer. Josh Rosen Island, baby. <laughs> Listen, you're, you're, you're a bigger fan than I am. I, I, I still think that uh, the Niners' uh, best shot comes with Jimmy G, and uh, that's that's about it. All I know, if the Lions call for their open GM spot, I'm going I'm after going. Josh Rosen to take over for Stafford. You never know, man. You could definitely lead this team to a, a couple more victories. Uh, maybe they won't put up meaningless stats now. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to a game that confuses me even further and uh, one that involves a team you can't get away from. I can't get away from the Niners, but you can't get away from the Las Vegas Raiders. Miami Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders. Miami Dolphins two-and-a-half-point favorite, which wouldn't seem so bad if literally they had any skill position players left, which they don't. I've missed a lot of calls this week. I'm wondering if the Dolphins were giving me a call to make a tryout for a receiver. That's how desperate they are. Where are you in this game? Uh, I know you don't want to jump on that to Vegas bandwagon again, but uh, that number is looking very interesting for a team that literally has no skill position, guys. Listen, the Raiders have killed me you know, game in, game out, whenever I do pick them, I swore to stay away from them. I jumped back on there and they, they cost me again. And, you know, I hate it when it happens because it wasn't even a feeling that I had. It was based off, you know, people just getting into my ear and let, and just talking nonsense. Uh, but I fell for it. And I, I, to be honest with you, I jumped on this game early on. Uh, I believe it was Sunday night or Monday morning, uh, I jumped on this game and I took the Dolphins at minus two and a half. Now, shortly after that, you and I started talking and you told me about the receiver issues. And now I'm scared about that pick. Now I feel a bit more confident about taking the Raiders at plus three. They're getting three points and at home. But picking the Raiders again just causes me, you know, it just I don't know. I'm so nervous about taking the Raiders in any type of situation, even as, you know, home dogs. I just, I don't know. Uh, they've let me down so many times. I don't know what kind of team is going to show up. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins still found a way to manufacture some points in that uh, Patriots game. So a part of me still wants to stick with these Dolphins. But uh, there'll be a lot more offense coming back uh from the Raiders. Well, I say that maybe. Mariota's going to play quarterback, so I guess that's a little bit of a wild card. Uh, the Raiders' season is pretty much over, so what's their motivation to play, uh, especially against a really a non-division opponent? Uh, and uh, the willingness to play is all on the Dolphins here because they have to keep winning uh, to make the playoffs. They're, they lose a game, and that puts them in a hole, so... Those things make me want to side with the Dolphins here, but uh, I I don't know. I'm very nervous to go against this Raiders team. This feels like that uh, a little bit of that trap spot we ran into in Denver. Now, uh, that being said, the Denver defense is still a Much menace better. to be reckoned with, and this Oakland uh, defense is essentially Swiss cheese. But uh, I, I think you could talk me into the Dolphins. I don't know you could talk me into the Raiders, though uh, that Raiders plus two and a half at home, I, I really like. 
I'll tell you what, though, okay? As as bad as the uh, wide receiver situation is with Miami right now, I'm going to try and sell you on the Dolphins. All right? Now, forget Fitzmagic. We're talking about Tua. Tua magic, okay? <laughs> A little elf on the shelf told me that someone in the Greenline Network family received a Tua jersey, a Tua signed jersey. I think this is a sign. I think we have to go with your Miami you think Dolphins. think it's a sign. All right. At least put him in the maybe column. No, we're light on picks. We're going with the Miami Dolphins here. All right, buddy. Our Let's first do mutual, the Miami Dolphins, the Las Vegas Raiders can continue to uh, – Make your life uh, miserable, and they probably will. And, and they, and I'm sorry for you know selling you on the Dolphins because the Raiders are my kryptonite. Marcus Mariota is going to do a 200, 200. Listen, I do like Mariota. I said it during our recap show. I like Mariota. All right, we'll move on with the Dolphins as our first pick. Um, this line I don't quite understand, other than uh, the Bengals have no quarterback, but. Uh, the Texans suck. Um, Cincinnati Bengals at Houston Texans. Houston Texans minus eight and a half. I like the Bengals here, but um, it probably will take a lot to convince somebody to uh, agree to take the Bengals, even though it's eight and a half points. I'm assuming you saw the look on my face and immediately started laughing <laughs> because you just said you take the Bengals. Yes, I know. But who takes the Texans minus eight and a half in this spot? Yeah, but this okay, when it when it comes to two bad teams like this, what I usually do is I put their big names or big players on a list. Now, who Cincinnati got at quarterback? I'm assuming it's Ryan Finley again. Okay. And who's Houston got at quarterback? Well, that's Deshaun Watson. So who do you who would you consider a better quarterback? Well, yes, quarterback-wise, that goes to the Texans. Okay, now, now defensively, I know that both defenses are pretty bad. Uh, no one. <laughs> but out of the two, which one would you would you say is better? I guess one has a very old J.J. Watt. <laughs> now, this is probably going to shock you, but Cincinnati's actually got a better overall defense. Yeah, I figured they did the because Texas I do. think they've had a couple decent uh, games here. Let's see. Where does Cincinnati sit in the football outsiders? 25th. Where does Houston sit in the football outsiders? Uh, 31 or something like that. 30th. Okay. So I was close. So we got Cincy on the defensive end, the juggernauts, the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh yeah. That vaunted uh, Bengals D. Let me tell you about Giannardi. Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> tell, no, tell me about Giannardi first. I want to hear about him. Well, he's a much better running back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he you actually sold. has been productive along his NFL career instead of someone who everyone thinks is going to be productive and then never actually produces. But uh, I think there was some Joe Mixon rumors that he might come back. I, I don't know how real those were, uh, considering their season is over and it would be stupid to bring back any running back to in the year. But uh, if Joe Mixon plays, I, I think there's a little life there for the Bengals. Well, I don't know, man. I think you'd have to sell me. Was it eight and a half? You said it's eight and a half. That's a touchdown plus a field goal. At least 
I just I just can't see Cincinnati putting up that many points. Yeah, I know. Uh, I I just. I can't see Houston. I think it's weird that Houston would be favored by so many points. They are just as bad as Cincinnati. I think their records are actually the same. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there. I I think the reason why they're heavy favorites, first of all, they're at home. I don't know how much that counts for other than, you know, in in a normal betting situation, you'd probably get a three-point swing as a home team. Um, But like I said, I think it's because of the names on the teams. You just think Watson's. You think Watson is worth, let's say, six points because I'd make this like a two-point spread on a neutral field. I, I'd be honest with you. I I, I don't know. I, I really I, I can't. I just don't see myself taking the Bengals for any reason whatsoever. And all right, I, I can't take Houston. They, they they've cost me too many games. All right, we'll move on off this. Uh, I knew it would be a hard charge to make you take the Bengals, and that being said, I don't have the Bengals in my pick. I I couldn't <laughs> actually put money on. The good hard-earned cash was not going on trusting the Bengals, though I think this spread is absolutely ridiculous. And maybe by Sunday, I build up the courage slowly and slowly. Maybe you should give me some of that chocolate porter you have in there. And uh, <laughs> enough of those. I might could convince myself to... Uh, take the uh Cincinnati Bengals by Sunday this is a, listen I've got a couple of those uh those those Hershey beers up in the uh, fridge right now they're nice <laughs> and cold so if you let me know I'll get you in and you can go ahead and drop this week's paycheck on the Bengals <laughs> all right we'll move on to uh I don't know even possibly worse game to uh gamble on Chicago Bears Six and a half point road favorites. I can't even get it out of my mouth. Six and a half point road favorites versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I think James Robinson's going to be out. Uh, I'm not for sure, but I'm pretty sure he was going to be out. So that hurts them at running back. Uh, the Jags suck and now are in pole position for that number one pick. And uh, Trevor Lawrence to uh, come revive the Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, are we trusting the Bears to win by a touchdown on the road here? Surprisingly, I feel kind of confident about this one. Oh my God, I've turned you into a Bears believer. <laughs> no, that Bears office has turned me into a Bears believer. You know, they've put up a lot of points over the last three, four games. Yeah, they, I know. Once somebody knows they're about to get fired, all of a sudden they start retooling their offense to be yeah. effective. You know, I think they've they think they've averaged about 30 points per game over the last three, four games. And Jacksonville's probably one of the worst defenses in the league. Uh we talked about it uh last, you know, during the last episode, the recap show. Uh, they're definitely not Saxonville anymore. They're not getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback and offensively, other than their running back they're you know, they're really dependent on, on the running back. If they can't get that running game going, uh, they do have some skill position at the, you know, on the outside, but if they can't get that running game going, they're not going to do much about it. So I kind of yeah. feel good about the bears. Uh, what is that? Six and a half, you said? Six and a half for the Bears. Yeah, at six and a half, I I, I do feel a little bit confident. Uh, it currently sits at seven and a half. I don't like it so much at seven and a half, uh, but at six and a half, I do. I could definitely see them winning by a touchdown. So, uh, yeah, if, I, I feel like this is a strong maybe for me at least. Yeah, speaking on your point, the uh, Jacksonville rush offense is 16th, which is like dead middle in the pack, but overall their offense is 25th. So they need that running game to, and they've been a little spunky uh, scoring points, at least uh, covering these type of things. So without James, uh, maybe uh, that's a pretty decent take there. 
I've been riding the Bears the last couple weeks. Uh, I guess we'll stay on that train, and uh, we'll see where uh, Mitch per- Trubisky uh, uh, stabs that knife right into my back and uh, crushes my soul. Is it this week as he throws three picks and loses to the Jags? It- it it feels like a Jags maneuver to finally get Trevor Lawrence and then win the stupid game versus the Bears. And, of course, the Jets on the beginning, I mean, even after beating my Rams. Yes, I know. All right, we'll mark it down. Chicago Bears. So we have two now. Two road favorites. What can go wrong with this? Hey, it's actually worked out for us. Uh, you know, uh, it's almost like a broken record. We say this a lot. We're taking home, We're taking road favorites, road favorites, but... It's worked out for it. You know, we've got a, a positive record, so. Yeah, I know, but all my smart marks listen to this and just uh, <laughs> shake their head. And these two morons, road favorites. All right. <laughs> we'll move on. Atlanta Falcons, Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, nine and a half point favorites. I can pretty much guarantee the Chiefs are winning this game. Are they winning by nine and a half? I don't know. Uh what are the Atlanta Falcons doing? I have no clue. So uh, I need your precise and exact insight here on your breakdown of how this game will unfold. Uh, I think that it'll be tight going into the uh, first half. And I think once that second half starts, I think that Kansas City's just going to run away with it. Now they do have some issues at running back. They lost their running back, I believe, for the rest of the season. Uh, so that hurts them a little bit. But they do have your favorite running back, Le'Veon Bell, back there. So... Uh, I think they're going to be okay. I think that he's formidable enough to to keep that running game going. But ultimately, the Chiefs aren't a run-first team. They're a pass-first team, and they pass to open up for the run, and that's kind of what they do. Uh, the Falcons, they have enough. What know, are they? <laughs> the Falcons have enough power on offense to, to score Please on people. Please summarize what the Falcons are. The Falcons are the Falcons, okay? <laughs> It's and it's not good, but they do have a, they do have some some firepower on offense. And Kansas City is susceptible defensively. Uh, you can put up points on them. The thing is, do I think Atlanta can be physical enough to actually affect that game? I don't think they can. I think that they're um, not. They're not a obviously football a physical sport. So when I say this, I don't mean in that sense. But to me, they're not a physical team. To me, they're more of a, a you know, agile, get out there, make some moves, you know, uh, use your speed type of team. Uh, I don't think that they're a gritty team that's going to, you know, hit you helmet to helmet. Uh, so with that being said, I think that's the kind of team that beats Kansas City or the kind of team that at least gives them a tough a tough time. I definitely see Kansas City winning this game. It's just that, ten, what is it, 10 and a half for you? Uh, nine and a half right now. I guess I could see them winning by a touchdown and a field goal. Yeah, I just, I don't want to touch this. Uh, I can't stand this Falcons team. I They drive me nuts every week. I, I almost wanted to uh, quit watching football after watching that game last week versus Tampa Bay. I was like, all right, it's time to pack in the season. Let's get to the playoffs here. If I have to watch the Atlanta Falcons take another snap, uh, I'm going to go insane. But uh, I had a bet on them. I guess they covered my bet, so uh, I can't complain too much. But uh, literally, they almost made me pack it in and <laughs> decide to stop watching football till the playoffs. The Falcons are a conundrum, man. You know, we expected big things offensively from them, and they started off so good offensively. 
but defensively they were bad, really bad. Then they fired their head coach, and for at least a three, four week span, they played really good defense. You know, almost brought their ranking, you know, back up towards middle of the pack. But their offense just disappeared. Now their offense is kind of waking up a little bit, but their defense seems to be fading away. So I, I don't know what to make of this team. Uh, I, I mean, to me, this is probably just a maybe game for Kansas City, being at home, you know, Super Bowl defending champs, you know, probably the best team in the NFL right now. I, I think that we at least have to consider it just because these lines are so bloated and there's so many games that I don't like. I think we have to at least put them in the maybe category. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll put Kansas city in the maybe category, but I, I think they're a far maybe for me. They've, they've just been too lazy in the back end of games uh, too much and been backdoored way too much for my liking. All right. We'll move on to your new team of destiny, the New York jets. Cleveland Brown at the New York Jets. Cleveland, nine and a half point road favorites. Are you willing to take the Cleveland Browns as almost 10 point favorites on the road? Do we ride the Jets and their hot streak? Does it continue? Where are you sitting here? First of all, the Jets probably made the biggest mistake that they've made so far this season. And it's going to sound shocking to say it, but they should have never won that game. Don't get me wrong. They won it. Kudos to them. You know, they came out and they they gave it to the Rams, but they shouldn't have won that game. At this point, they're going for that number one pick. And I think that they probably realized it at this point that, you know, now it's a race between them and Jacksonville to who's going to be the worst team in the last two games of the year. Um, so I don't see them winning this game. But Cleveland, I have a hard time taking them, especially as uh, road as as road favorites. It's at eight and a half. You said nine and a half. Oh, nine. It's. I mean, it's a little bit better now. It's at nine, but even then, I don't know how confident I feel about that. Yeah, I'm not confident at all in Cleveland uh, covering that. Uh, and uh, really, the Jets. Uh, I wouldn't call them good. Have been spunky coverers of late, and so uh, if you were going to talk me into any team. Uh, covering this line, it would be the Jets side of things, but uh, it would be hard to talk me into wanting to take the Jets after uh, last week's win. I I feel like the goal is done, and now let's pack it up and uh, head to the beach and uh, get our drinks on Maui. Oh, yeah. Or they can come down here to Knoxville. It's uh, it's snowing now. Uh, I think they'll head to Maui. Well, they probably won't head to anywhere since we're still in the middle of a pandemic. But... uh, Anyway, uh, any other analysis on this game? No, uh, I just want to see as much as the Browns have cost me this season, I want to see the Browns really give it to the Jets, and I want to see the Jets just lay down and take it. All right, we'll move on to the next one. And this is a fun one because this line has completely reversed to the other side. I think we talked about it a little today. Uh, I'm curious if you still are in love with it at this line and not the one that is current. The Indianapolis Colts are at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers opened as two-and-a-half-point favorites. They're now underdogs uh, by two points. I know we talked about it. How do you see this game going? What are you with this line at minus two-and-a-half for Pittsburgh? You know that I've, I've been on Pittsburgh all season long. 
I mean, week one, I was I was on this team. I, I felt like they were going to do good things. And for 13 weeks, they made me look like a genius. Now, over the last three weeks, they've played really poor football. And this is both sides of the both sides of the ball on offense and defense. Now, a lot of it has to do with the fact they've had some injuries on both offense and defense um, and some boneheaded mistakes on offense also. So, I mean, do I see them turning it around? I, I don't know. That Colts defense, man, is it's tough. And, you know, they've got a solid run game. This is a tough one. Uh, how are you feeling about this? Spread-wise, with the Steelers minus two and a half, I'm not as in love with it. I still, I, I can't say, I still think the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> you steal still? I still steal. I still think the Steelers might be sneaky and win this game. I just find it hard to, that Tomlin's going to lose this many games in a row. I have too much respect for his coaching. I think he can pull this out. Now, that being said, this is not against a team that uh, you can just sort of spunk everybody up and they come with a lot of energy. You actually have to beat the Colts. You have to be good. Their defense has to be better. Their offense has to be a lot better. Their quarterback has to be a lot better. I don't know if he's going to be getting better as it gets colder and colder. We're going to be in an Arctic freeze over the weekend, so I'm assuming it will be cold. Big Ben will be cold and old, and my guess is the ball looks even worse coming out of his hand than it has looked the last handful of weeks. But something wants me to take the Steelers here. But I, it, I agree with you. I, I've got something telling me that you know they're 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 due for a bounce back after three bad performances. Uh, something tells me they're due for for a bounce back. But it scares me because I feel like if we're gonna have bad cold weather, you know. The Colts that have, favors uh, the Colts. They'll yeah, just exactly. run the ball the whole game, play defense, and uh, laugh as the Pittsburgh Steelers try to throw their little intermediate short passes in the cold weather. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that it, it's just going to play to Indy's favor with, you know, the elements and weather and all that. And they've got a solid defense. I think that this is going to be a really good test for Pittsburgh. Whether they keep this game close or win this game will let us know if they're actually ready to make a playoff run or not. Um, I think if they lose this game and lose decisively, I think they're pretty much done. They're probably one done for the playoffs. Uh, they're just not going to be able to make a comeback with all those injuries. But uh, something's telling me that that they're going to pull it off. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's just my blind love that I've had for them this whole season, but I kind of like the Steelers. Yeah. I, I don't think we could take it here on the mutuals because that minus two and a half, I, I can't convince myself that the Steelers should be favored it. Uh, if you gave me that plus two, I, I'd be a lot more willing to dive in on it. But uh, probably something should be said also. I didn't put it down in my picks. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 don't I know think what, I'm a little wishy-washy on it, no matter what it is, because the Steelers have looked just so, so bad. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that, you know, I'm probably in the same boat as you. I think that I'd rather just sit back and watch this game and enjoy this game and not have to worry about whether they're going to cover or not. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next one. New York Giants, uh, no telling who's going to be their quarterback. Uh, Daniel Jones is maybe healthy once again. At the Baltimore Ravens, minus nine and a half. I, I took these Ravens uh, last Sunday. I, I 
I talked myself into this was going to be those kind of Ravens that was that was the team last year that just pounded those really weak, uh, wimpy teams uh, like Jacksonville, and uh, that's exactly what happened, and they just murdered them. I don't know if we consider the Giants one of those teams. So the, after that Seattle game, they've looked like one of those crappy teams again. Where are you sitting here? How do you think this matchup is going to play out? Do the Ravens continue to roll and uh, blow this out? Because if they're that team again, they'll win 45 to like 10 again and uh, cover this nine and a half easy or you a little nervous here. I'm not nervous about what the Ravens situation is right now. I feel pretty confident. I feel like they've definitely gone back to, you know, the Ravens of 2019, which were very dynamic and explosive and they could be just about anybody. They could beat you by, you know, uh, 714 score and they can also beat you by a 41 to 10 score uh, i think the big question is going to be whether that defense is going to show up and who's going to play offense for the giants if they follow suit it could be colt mccoy it could be i mean they've been swapping in now it doesn't make any sense to me uh, i still think you should have waited till jones was completely healthy before putting him back in there uh, i don't know how much mental damage you've done to him and his confidence by putting him in there when he wasn't ready. That being said, if Colt McCoy plays, I feel confident in the Ravens probably covering this. If Jones plays. You're in between. Yeah. How worried would you be cold weather wise Jones playing with that bad hammy? I, I think I'd feel more confident in Baltimore winning the game because they're going to run the ball with Jackson and, and that's what they've gone back to, which is their key to success. And that's when they look their best. Um, you know, it takes the pressure off the defense, keeps them on the sideline, keeps them well-rested so that when they come out, they can kind of pin their ears back and just come after the quarterback. Uh, so if there's cold, bad weather, and, you know, Jones is still not at 100%, I feel a little bit more confident. Um, but I still I still would love to see Colt McCoy being inked as a starter. And then I'd probably, you know, really take the, uh, the Baltimore game seriously. Well, do we dare mark this down? I don't think we've taken a game all year long that's uh, been this high. but uh, I think we took one, and I think that was the Packers. Oh, yeah, I remember. we took. Was that a Thursday night game? Uh, it might have been. Um, I think they were like 10.5-point favorites also. Yeah. And, and, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, they didn't cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would fit. They had all been right. covered all week, and they all, like until that week, and they, they didn't cover. All right, Uh We'll put the Baltimore in the maybe category and uh, maybe the high maybe, and we'll come back to it as we go down the list here. Okay. All right. Next one up, Carolina Panthers at the Washington football team. Washington football team, one-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, there's no clue who's their quarterback. Uh, I, I know if uh, Haskins is playing quarterback, I, I expect a very, very big dud performance from the uh, Washington football team here. I think uh, – this week has pretty much ended all respect uh, for Dwayne Haskins. So, uh, but if we get Alex Smith, then I'm a little more uh, nervous how this game plays out. But uh, I don't know how they're going to go. I don't know what it's saying. So I I have to sort of pass on this game right now without knowing what the quarterback situation is going to be. See, and I, I, I'm actually in more towards Washington. Uh, and I, and I have a little bit of confidence. I don't think that Haskins is going to play. I think that I haven't heard any news, to be honest with you. It's been a pretty uh, hectic week at work. Uh, you know from being there with me. Uh, it's been pretty busy at work. So my my time to absorb, uh, you know, sports media has been pretty limited. 
but I haven't heard much from this whole fiasco that happened with him at the club with no mask. Um, I'm assuming that the NFL is going to want him to be quarantined uh, just for player safety. Well, the problem is I don't think they can because if Smith's not healthy, he's the only healthy quarterback on the roster. Uh, but I mean, they've done it to they've done it to the Broncos. Yeah, but they were sort of out of it. I, I, I think they're a little scared to pull that trigger with a team that's uh, if they win this game, essentially they clinch the playoff spot. So I think they're a little nervous to do that to them in the middle of a playoff race, especially since it will make the NFC East look even worse. Now, Alex Smith did say that his injury was sort of a freak accident type of thing. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, they, he the odds said, are, I think he's going to play. So, I think he's going to play too. And I, I'm really, you know, I have a lot of confidence in that defense. They've really stepped up their game over the last few weeks. They kind of went away for a little bit, you know, halfway through the season, but they've really seemed to kind of come back. I think that, uh, you know, the them seeing the division up for grabs and within reach, I think has really motivated that defense. Um, the Carolina Panthers, on the other hand, I, I really like this team. I really do. I've, I've said it pretty much all season long. I like Teddy, Teddy two gloves, as you like to call him. Um, I, I just don't see it from them. They've been middle of the pack pretty much on offense and defense all season long and going up against a pretty tough, you know, front seven in Washington. I think that they're probably going to have their struggles. They're going to have their hands full with that pass rush. Um, Teddy has shown, you know, uh, certain situations where he has pressure and he makes mistakes. Now he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. It's one of the reasons why I like him as a quarterback, but um, I, I feel kind of confident about Washington winning this game, especially if Alex Smith plays. Well, that's my caveat. If Smith plays, I'm all about the uh, Washington football team. If Haskins plays, I'm all about the Carolina football team. So I sort of, I guess I can't really make a pick one way or the other until I know who was officially taking a snap that day. So uh, I, I just, I can't make, I can't see the, Washington football team playing hard for Haskins. Uh, What he did with, you know, I didn't even think about it when we went over it on Tuesday, but to go do that and then with a coach who just is recovering from cancer, that's just... Very disrespectful. That's just so disrespectful. I mean, what if you had gotten him sick? So you could have a four-hour party, you know... After a loss. After a loss. Because yeah, I mean, it was your birthday and you wanted to celebrate. I'm like, I, I mean, dude. Yeah, yeah, you got you know, at some point as a quarterback, you know, you're supposed to be the leader of the team. You've got to you've got to take some responsibility. And, you know, I, I mean, granted, I'm not in his position, so I, I probably shouldn't, you know, be giving my two cents about it, but that's exactly what I'm gonna do. And I just think that if I was in his position as a leader, uh, I would have definitely instead of going to a strip club, even if it was my birthday after a loss. I think I would have been in that freaking film room watching tape and trying to get better and, and, you know, tighten up the mistakes that I made the previous week. I just don't see it in him, man. You know, he's, he's played poorly and he's shown a lack of leadership. And I just, I don't know, a uh, very poor decision-making, you know, in on the field and off the field. So uh, I'm really disappointed in him. Uh, I really hope that he can turn it around because he's got the potential to be one of those, you know, uh, talented quarterbacks, but as of right now, I don't see it. And, and I think it's really upsetting the fact that he put his team in that position. So yeah. I'm really hopeful that Alex Smith plays. If Alex Smith plays, I feel confident about the. Yeah. That's why Washington I team. can't take Washington because we'll take them and then we'll get Haskins. And I, I see a, 
just a laydown if Haskins is out there. And then I'm like, why did we take that? If Smith's out there, I have full confidence Washington wins this game and uh, clinches their uh, playoff spot. So uh, we'll move on after that one. We got a couple of, uh, you know, other ones in the uh, the maybe category. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, we both agreed on it uh, in our pre, pre-video meeting. Uh, Denver Broncos, Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Where are you with this game? I'm leaning one way. Now, you know that I've been on the Chargers also pretty much all season long. I like what they've done with that team. I like the makeup of that team. they got really good DNA. They have a lot of young players that are really talented. They're very explosive. Uh, they have a rookie quarterback who's probably, you know, top of his class uh, as it stands right now. Um, but I, I feel like this is the Broncos game to win. I, I feel like, like, their defense is going to show up and and cause some havoc. This being a divisional opponent, uh, I think they're going to they're going to come and they're going to punch uh, the Chargers in the mouth. And I think they're going to pull this one off. I, uh, Locke doesn't have to do much. I think he just has to manage the game properly. He still has you know a solid run game to rely on, and if he can just rely on that running game and that defense, I think he'll be okay. Limit his mistakes. I think they could pull off this win. Yeah, I'm in total agreement here. I feel like this is one of those Broncos plucky game. The defense comes to play, harasses Herbert into mistakes, and uh, the Broncos offense has enough playmakers, despite what's going on at quarterback, that they they sort of find their way to win this game. Uh, You know, I think uh, the Chargers are a little banged up, uh, especially uh, playing that short week last week. But uh, so if they're a little banged up, the Broncos come to play with that defense. I think this could at least be a close game, and I like getting those points for sure. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's exactly my thinking. All right. I think we got a third one. Denver Broncos. And what are we taking them at? Two and a half. I liked it better at the line that it sits now. but uh, Yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll move on to probably the big game of the week, a division settler. Los Angeles Rams, Seattle Seahawks. How are you seeing it play out? Rub well, the magic helmet. <laughs> the magic helmet and the magic rampage. Um, what does the magic say is going to come out of this game? A win? A loss? More hatred towards Jared Goff? Listen, you know that uh, I'm really, really, really down on Jared Goff right now. I mean, I'm so down on him that I said I would take – I forgot – uh, Mariota. I said I would take Mariota over Jared Goff right now. Uh, well, that probably means he's going to come out and go 20 for 20, throwing 15-yard darts all over the place. That's exactly it. He seems to he seems to really relish the moments when he gets trash-talked. Uh, and he heard a lot of it uh, after that last loss to the uh, winless Jets, the now one-win Jets. Um, but if they follow their pattern, which I went through last week, uh, which was, I believe, win-win-loss, win-win-loss, win-loss, win-win-loss, win-win-loss. So if they follow that pattern, they should win this game. They always play Seattle tough. Seattle's uh, team as a whole has been struggling lately, even though they've been getting wins. They haven't looked like the Seattle Seahawks that we're used to seeing. And I know they've got some big playmakers in Metcalf, you know, and uh, I believe their running back, has he made a big play last week, but their run game is, hasn't really been strong. Um, I feel like a lot of the pressure has been put on Russell Wilson and he's made some mistakes defensively, even with Adams back, 
they've gotten a little bit better, but they're still pretty bad. Um, just about anybody can put points on them as evident from their game last week, which really was a close game as a one score game. So uh, I, I think that the Rams are going to take this one. I think I like the Rams as dogs this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious. Cause I have no, I don't know which of these teams is going to show up. It, I mean, it's been bad Seattle. It's been randomly great Rams or randomly bad Rams. This is just, it's basically a game for a division. Uh, it's no longer a game for a buy. So honestly, I don't even know how much winning the division is, you know, all that meaningful in these new playoff scenarios since, I mean, it's just basically seeding uh, wise now, but that second place team isn't getting a buy. So I, I don't even really know how meaningful that really is. Uh, I guess there's a little bracking rights uh, in your division that you want it, but uh I don't think anybody could list me the division winners the last 10 years of any of these things. So I don't think it means all that much. But uh, I'm just really curious how this game plays out, which team shows up, uh, which quarterback shows up. Uh, We spoke about golf struggling, but Wilson's been struggling too. He hasn't been all that great the last, you know, handful of weeks and all, you know, the hype the first 10 weeks of the season of, you know, Russell Wilson has never received an MVP vote. Well, guess what? He's not receiving one this year either, and this is why. So, yeah. uh, you know, I just – I I really struggled trying to handicap this game because I'm like, well, Seattle at home, I don't like that. And then I'm like, well, the Rams seem to step it up after they throw a real dud. But uh, they usually at least throw a dud versus a team that is not winless and uh, barely a NFL team. I, I'm just curious – how much that hurt their psyche and how they're going to bounce back from it. Yeah. Listen, I don't blame you for not wanting to, to take any action on this game because honestly, if, if it wasn't for me watching every single Rams game, you know, that's aired over the last 25 years, I would agree with you, but I'm telling you, and, and I've said it last week and I've said it throughout the whole season, they're Jekyll and Hyde team. And, and I've seen this pattern and they're due for a bounce back game and against a divisional opponent is usually a good time to do it, especially against a rival like Seattle. Like I said, they always play them tough. Even back when the Rams were really, really bad when they were in St. Louis, it was always a, a tough, a tough matchup against uh, Seattle. You know, it didn't matter how bad we were. We'd always give them a tough game. And that's just, that's just the NFC West, man. And, and, and I feel very confident that the Rams are going to look better. How confident am I that they're going to win? I'm confident, but I don't blame you for not feeling the same way that I do. Um, Cause like I said, if I was on the outside looking, I, I probably wouldn't feel that comfortable either. I'm definitely going to take some action on this game and I'm going to be watching this game. And uh, regardless of the outcome, I'm, as long as they play better, I'm going to be content. Yeah. Uh, this is just one where you couldn't really sell me on either team. You couldn't talk me into Seattle. You couldn't talk me into the Rams. I, uh, I'm just, it's sort of a wait and see. I want to see how both teams respond to uh, just poor play the last uh, handful of weeks. All right, we'll move on. We got two picks to try to make. We got three games left, I believe. So what do we have next? Oh, the fun NFC East battle. Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, minus one and a half. Would it stun you if I told you? I'm off my Dallas Cowboys train. I'm on my Philadelphia Eagles train. What do you like here? I like the Eagles. Um, 
I think that Oh dear I, God. This is this is gonna be trouble. No, um I just think that they I think they're a better team. And and I'm not trying to, you know, down to, uh, down talk Dallas or anything. I think that, you know, they played pretty well over the last few weeks. I feel like we've definitely seen an improvement with them. Uh, my only concern is that this is a divisional opponent, so they're going to play him a lot tougher. Um, they both got something to play with, sort of. Uh, they they both have, uh, you know. The Washington a, result is, you know. The, yeah, it's a, and they're, they're definitely scoreboard watching, which is going to probably affect the game. Um, but I just feel like the Eagles are a better team overall. And now with, you know, a little bit more uh, stability at quarterback, um, you know, they've got a mobile quarterback who can escape the pass rush. Not that Dallas brings m- much of a pass rush to begin with, but, you know, they do have some players that can, can get after the quarterback. Uh, I just think that the Eagles have a better pass rush, and I think that they could pressure uh, the big red pistol enough to, you know, cause some mistakes. Now that run game has did look better last week, especially without uh, Ezekiel there, which is a little shocking to say. Well, he's uh... – Already pining for his job back. He he pronounced himself healthy today. So uh. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what you know. Seeing your backup outperform you will do for a man's health. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, I've got a feeling that the Eagles are going to come out and probably uh, maybe not dominate this game, but definitely win it. And like one and a half to me, this is basically just a pick 'em type game. So uh, I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah, I like the Eagles here. I think we saw a little bit of a cowboy bounce. And uh, I'm feeling a crash this week. I, I think the Eagles go in there and roll. Uh, you know, uh, my feeling might uh, change uh, how the Washington result goes. But uh, actually, it doesn't change all that much because I think Hertz is a gamer. So uh, even if the Eagles uh, can't make the playoffs, I, I think it would more affect the Cowboys than uh, the Eagles. I think they'll go in there and play hard no matter what, uh, especially with Hertz behind quarterback there. So, uh I like the Eagles this week. I think we should take the Eagles this week. Uh, Fish, I'm sorry. We're going to curse the Cowboys. We just cost them four draft spots by me taking them and uh, leading them to victory the last two weeks. But uh, I'm sure whatever bad linebacker you all draft now instead of uh, a high-end defensive player will be quite good. All right. So we're agreement on the Eagles? Yeah. Let's take the one and a half, is it? Uh, One and a half. Philadelphia Eagles. Let's take them. All right. I'm very curious about this next day. A clash in styles and a clash in defensive poorness, really. Tennessee Titans, Green Bay Packers. One can't stop the pass. One can't stop the run. One is one of the best passing teams in the league. One is one of the best rushing teams in the league. Green Bay, favored by three and a half at home. What are your thoughts on this? I'm very curious. We we definitely touched on this game a little bit um, in our pre-video uh, session. And we're both in agreement that one of these teams definitely is a lot better running the ball. The other team is definitely a lot better passing the ball. Defensively, they both have shown lapses. Uh, but one team in particular has, I would probably call it a porous defense. And that's Tennessee. I think that Tennessee has probably a worse defense than uh, the Packers do. That being said, I still think that Tennessee is probably more well-rounded 
than the Packers are. Uh, the Packers rely a lot on their passing game on Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Rodgers to open up the running lanes. Whereas in Tennessee, they can pass the ball and they can run the ball just as effectively. Uh, um, Ryan Tannehill has been having a great season. Uh, even if you go back to his previous season and you combine it with this, he's had a stellar season if, if you do that. Um, Derrick Henry, he's a monster. You know, he's got a shot at 2,000 yards. And uh, against this Packer defense, there's a chance that he could definitely put up big numbers. I, I kind of like... I, Weather I kinda, check, snow, and in the 20s in Green Bay on Sunday. Yeah, see, and, and to me, that helps the Titans more than it helps the Packers. Uh, even though I think the Packers are probably a better cold weather team, I still think that the Titans run game is going to benefit from that type of uh, weather conditions. So, I mean, if I had to take one, I would probably lean more towards the Titans at three and a half point. Uh, is it three and a half with you? Yeah, they're getting three and a half points. Yeah, so, I mean, I would lean more towards the Titans at three and a half point dogs uh, on the road than I would as three and a half point favorites as the Packers. Now, could I see a scenario where the Packers just light up that defense? Yeah, I could definitely see that. But as far as where I sit now, I feel a little bit more confidence with the Titans. But I could be swayed either way. I don't want to bet on this game. Uh, if you ask me to pick, I, I'm picking the Titans and taking points here. But uh, styles-wise, what concerns me is like that Cleveland game. If Green Bay can get off to the start where they slow Henry down for a couple series and then just, uh, you know, hammer three long touchdown passes, bam, 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 21 nothing, then I think that gets the Titans out of their offense, and uh, I'd be concerned that that's how that goes. But uh, then to counter on the other side, Green Bay's run defense is so bad, I don't know if they can get those stops. And then you just got Henry pounding away and uh, keeping the ball out of Green Bay's hands. But uh, on the other side of thing, maybe the Packers go short passing routes, and... Uh, they control the ball just by hitting little 10-yard passes, running down the clock, and keeping that Tennessee Titans offense off the field. It's really a fascinating game. I'm really fascinated to see how this plays out. But uh, I, I'd say Titans plus the three and a half, but I would want nothing to do with this game betting-wise. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I said, I, I could be swayed. And uh, that tells you how much confidence I have in Tennessee winning this game. I like both of these teams. Both of these teams are solid teams. They're both playoff bound teams. Uh, I think this is more of a measurement as to where they stand going up against each other uh, and possibly, you know, maybe facing each other off in a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, there's the possibility remains to, uh, it's, I don't know. I, 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 I'm definitely staying away from this game, but I think I'm definitely going to be watching this game and uh, trying to enjoy it. Cause it's, I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm really excited for it. All right, we'll pass on that one. We'll move to the last game on the schedule and the Monday night game. Buffalo Bills, AFC East Division Champions versus the New England Patriots. Bills six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Stephon Gilmore out uh, for the New England Patriots. I can definitely see a scenario here where the Bo Buffalo Buffalo Bulls, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> resorting it back sounds to, good, man. It rolls off the tongue. It well, really I'm resorting does. back to like old ABA basketball teams and stuff. Uh, Bob McAdoo is lighting people <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. Buffalo Bills. Um, I like them. 
But uh, it always makes me nervous as a six and a half point home favorite going into New England, uh, no matter how good one team is and how bad the other team is. Yeah, I mean, as is that, Buffalo's already got that division. Yeah. Uh, And I don't think they really have a shot to get that uh, number one spot. So, uh, I mean, if they want to maintain the two, that's sort of something to play for. But, you know, like I said earlier, I don't really know how much this seeding matters if you aren't getting a bye. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And I think that at this point, they're probably more concerned with just staying healthy. Um, You know, so I could definitely see a situation where maybe they come out and, uh, you know, after – the second half, they start pulling some of the starters, maybe not all of them, but start pulling some of them. Um, because at this point, this game is kind of meaningless and it's yeah, very the surprising. Only thing that could happen that would be bad would be like Josh Allen getting hurt going into the playoffs. And oh, yeah. The uh, drop off between Josh Allen and Matt Barkley uh, is quite immense. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about completely different teams at that point. Um, I really like what Buffalo has done this season that I think they've been, you know, a kind of a, I don't want to say Cinderella story, but it kind of is a Cinderella story. You know, uh, the, the, uh, poor dirty team. Well, I think that, people thought they'd be good, but I didn't think people at this point in time would be like, they're going to be able to challenge the chiefs uh, I just, to win that AFC. I just don't think that people expected Josh Allen to, at least in my opinion, to me, he's literally knocking on the door to eliteness when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah, definitely. And I think I don't think that anybody saw that coming. I thought I think everyone knew they were going to be a good team, and there was going to be a drop off in you know in that division because of players that left. But I don't think anybody expected it to turn out the way it did. Um, you know, congratulations to to Bills Mafia. Obviously, you know they've won that division for the first time in a long time, uh, and I'm sure it feels really good. But I still don't see them having much to play for here, so I'm probably staying away from it, especially yeah, at a spread away like as that. Well. Yeah. I'm a stay away as well. I could see it go either way. Either, you know, Bills don't come out with a ton of energy or they come out with a ton of energy like they did last week versus Denver and uh, blow them out. Uh, it's just uh, I wouldn't touch it either way. So uh, I guess we'll pass on that game. We got one pick to make. Uh, I think our maybes were... We liked Baltimore. Uh, I guess we were sort of uh, hemming and hawing around the Steelers-Colts game. Uh, mm. Yeah, I I think we both were like, hmm. Uh, it's crazy I was, that I'd feel more comfortable taking a game with a bigger spread than I would with, <laughs> with a, a three-point spread. I'm going to try to sneak Cincinnati Bengals plus eight and a half into our conversation. Oh, listen, if you feel confident about it, man, I'll roll with you. I mean, I don't mind taking the loss from the mutuals. All right. <laughs> Here we go. I don't want to take Saints minus six and a half. Uh, what do we have here? We got Cincinnati. We got Pittsburgh. We got Baltimore. Between those three, what do you like best? I personally like Baltimore best. I just have a more confidence in their in their team as a whole. What if I told you uh, Cincinnati is orange and black colors, the colors of Christmas? Uh, I believe the <laughs> colors of Christmas are green and red. I thought but maybe I, I, I could, could be wrong though, because I'm not a huge uh, 
Christmas person. I was just trying to says the person with the black uh, Christmas Santa hat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for a second there, I was like, oh, you know what? You're making a point that I was wait. I know. I was trying to confuse you into thinking that the Cincinnati Bengals were a good place. I'm sure, I'm sure I've seen a tree decoration somewhere where I saw a lot of red and green. I'm like, uh, something doesn't seem right. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, really quick, though, before we move on from that Buffalo New England game, though, I just yeah. do want to add that. I definitely could see the potential of this, you know, being a blowout if they keep their starters in all game long. Um, if Buffalo gets up even 14-0, the game could end up being 14-0. So, uh, but yeah, as far as our last Well, pick, do you want to throw the Buffalo in there? I, I don't know. I, I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep their players in there for that long, to be honest with you. What blowout? Uh, How about this? We'll remove Cincinnati from the table. What blowout do you think is more likely? Buffalo? Or Baltimore. Who's Baltimore playing again? Uh, the Giants. With a rando at quarterback. Either McCoy or Jones. Hmm. That's t- Believe it or not, that's tough, man. As poor as New England's been playing. Oh, well, New England also isn't. You said Gilmore's out. Yeah. That's what makes me concerned. This is a massacre. You know what? I kind of like Buffalo. If that's the case. If Gilmore's going to be out, I kind of like Buffalo. And... My wife's going to hate me. This is not the Christmas gift I wanted to give her. Well, you can tune in on Monday night with her and watch and uh, console her as uh, the Bills Mafia uh, destroys the uh, lasting vestige of the Patriots dynasty. I I already picked against her Boston Celtics, you know, on our Drive and Dish podcast, which, by the way, you can check out by going to our website. That's correct. uh, You know, I already picked against Holiday special. Yeah, the Christmas special, you know. Hence the, the little hat here. But, yeah, I guess I'm picking against my wife twice this week. Uh, it's not going to be good. Well, it, it's okay to do it in an NBA game. There are 70 more to go after that one. Uh, there's sure plenty of time to make it loss. up. <laughs> All right. I guess we've settled on the Buffalo Bills. Somehow we talked ourselves into it, though uh, we both uh, analyzed the game as hating it. So that's always a fun. <laughs> what, what are we getting them at, six and a half? Six and a half. It's better than what it says at right now, which is seven. Yeah. All right. So let's recap our five. Miami Dolphins, minus two and a half. Jesus, we have all road favorites. Chicago Bears, minus six and a half. Denver Broncos, plus two and a half. Philadelphia Eagles, minus one and a half. Buffalo Bills, minus six and a half. The road favorite train. Will it be with us this week? I don't know, but we'll see. All right. Let's get into our individual picks. I have three whole picks this week. Uh, we're light again for a second week in a row. I went, what, how many picks do you have this week? I originally had five, okay? But, you know, I'm going to go with the five. It's Christmas. Uh, I, I got I to gotta put something out there. So I'm going to go with the five, even though I, I don't feel confident about two of them. So going with five. Going with five. All right. So let's recap last week's picks. You had the Raiders, minus four versus Chargers. A bad start to the week. Loss. Eagles, plus six and a half versus the Cardinals. A bad extra point. Loss. Chiefs Saints, under 51 and a half. Loss. (laughs) I got good news for you. You also have the Chiefs Saints, minus three for the Chiefs. Push. There you go. You're on the board. You did not lose money. Oh, I did. 
<laughs> 49ers Cowboys minus three loss. Dolphins minus two and a half Patriots. Guess what? Winner. Yes. You're on a hot streak here. Eagles Cardinals over 47 and a half winner. There you go. Two, four and one overall. It brings you to 41, 34 and three on the year. You know, not too bad. Even after such a horrible week. Yeah, I know. Sounds pretty good. You're still rolling with decent picks in the NFL. I went the fun one, one, and one. (laughs) That was a good one. Anytime you can win, lose, and push all in your three picks, you got to do it. I had a winner in the Bears plus three and a half versus the Vikings. A loser with the Eagles plus six and a half versus the Cardinals. Thank you for that extra point once again. Chiefs Saints. I had the Saints push. All right, that brought me to 44 and 38 on the year. Not bad. Yeah, I know. We're both 500, over 500 in mutuals and both of us individually. So uh, you should be riding this all year long. Even when we have a bad week, you got to forgive us every now and then. You know, we're, we're only human, but we've been, we've been pretty consistent so far. So I, I expect this to continue. Definitely so. All right. I guess you have more picks than I do. Why don't you start us out? Okay. To start off, I am going with Tua and the Dolphins at minus two and a half against the Raiders. All right. Tua and the Dolphins and the Raiders. Okay. Dolphins. You're riding the fish with no receivers. <laughs> this is well, this is one of those games that I said uh that I wasn't too confident about, but I'm still I'm still gonna roll with it. I'm just well it's the it. Lynn Bowden revenge game. They drafted him and uh then didn't like his attitude and traded him to the Dolphins. So uh <laughs> anytime you can make a draft pick and then not like his attitude and trade him all in the same year. Uh interesting decision making there. But uh the That's revenge team, game. That's your team. All right. My first pick is with a caveat. I am only taking the Carolina Panthers plus one if Dwayne Haskins is a quarterback. I am not taking the Carolina Panthers plus one if Alex Smith is the quarterback. So caveat, Carolina Panthers plus one. Okay. Make sure you write all that down. Oh, I am. I am. It's, it's, that's a long one. <laughs> all right. What do you got next? Uh, for my next one, this is another one of those that I wasn't too you know sure about. But I am going with it anyways. I am taking the Washington football team against the Carolina Panthers at minus two. Oh, are are there caveats? No, no caveats for me. No caveats from you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My next one, the Denver Broncos plus three and a half versus the San Diego Chargers. I just really like the Broncos this week. I have a feel. We're getting stingy Broncos defense harassing a rookie quarterback. And I am actually going with the Broncos as well at three and a half. So that's a mutual and uh, individual. That's That's an everything. Yeah. (laughs) A lot riding on the Denver Broncos. One of those sour moments for us, I'm sure. All right. My last one. You know what? I got one more. I'm going to throw my Cincinnati Bengals in there. Plus seven and a half. Because I feel like Alex Smith is going to start. So my Carolina 
Panthers pick will be null. So uh, Cincinnati Bengals plus seven and a half. Zach Taylor, run the football. (laughs) (laughs) What are you getting them at again? Seven and a half. Okay. Now, you sure you don't want to add that one to our mutuals? No, I don't want to add that one okay. to our mutuals. I'm, I'm not. I'm just checking. I'm not hearing the abuse next week when I have to read back that I made you take a Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals and Ryan Finley at quarterback. Listen, after after you actually took another pick when you don't like any of these games this week, I felt like the least I could do was offer it up. So I just had to. All right, what's your next one? Uh, my next one, I am taking my L.A. Rams at plus two and a half against the Seattle Seahawks. All right. My final one, Philadelphia Eagles, minus two and a half, first the Dallas Cowboys. So we have three picks and a fourth with a caveat. So uh, let's see if we can go one, one, and one again. And you said the Eagles are at one and a half? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. I got them late. Right, good for you. Uh, yeah, my last pick is the Eagles. Um, I got them at minus one and a half. Oh, so. yeah. Well, now I'm going to be pissed off if you win and I lose. <laughs> Listen, I, somehow we both pushed, even though we took you know we took opposite teams last week. Yes, uh, so I know. I'll take anything I can get at this point. All right, was that your last pick? That was my last pick. All right, that's our show for the week. Week sixteen. Week sixteen. Preview and picks show. You can find all our shows on greenlightnetwork.org. We have our drive and dish holiday special, all the college games, Dynamite David picks, the NBA games, Achilles Reigns picks, Champ Chesterfield picks both. How exciting will that be? Be sure to tune in for that one. Our Know It All podcast came out on Monday. Still grab that Achilles Reign, me breakdown of all the NBA preview, plus a tenant movie review on that one. Greenlightnetwork.org. Where can we find you, Achilles? You can find me on Twitter at TD Achilles. You can find me on Instagram, same thing, TD Achilles. You can also follow me on YouTube for my uh, gaming videos uh, at that dude Achilles. All right. And I am GLN Champ 5 on both Twitter and Instagram. That's our show. And we're out. <laughs>